Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today's version of the ELT is a completely different animal. 20 years ago, they were just another struggling Marxist revolutionary group hiding out in the mountains. The end of the Cold War changed everything. The money from Moscow dried up, and the ELT had to find a new way to support itself. So they got into the kidnapping business, which has made them millions. What's up, Harry? This is Filmsack. Sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of entertainment for all mankind. Episode, what is it? <laughs> I can't oh, episode Coverville, three seventeen. Yeah, three <laughs> three fifty nine. The live Coverthon episode. We did this last year. I think we did it the year before that. I think so. I think this and is I it. just realized we didn't do our pre-show prep, so good luck, guys. Yeah, good luck, everybody. We're winging it. Ah, there's not too much in proof of life that we're going to have to worry about. It'll be <laughs> fine. Uh, joining me today is Brian. I can't stand Janice Dunaway. Oh, Janice. Oh, hi. Hi. Do you, you guys hear that? Yes. It's the flutey tootie music of Danny Elfman. You know what that means, don't you? That's right. We're about to watch one of them military action thrillers that takes place in the jungle. But before we do that, I'm going to need some proof of life. Mm. Maybe Scott could hold hold up his iPad with today's fake news. Or maybe Randy could show me his hobbit feet in the latest WoW release notes. Mm. Mm. No, wait. I got it. Ibit. Find a cure for Alzheimer's while playing a cover of Van Morris's I'll Be Your Lover Too. Mm. Ah, <laughs> that's the stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's the stuff. Also, no one talk about this movie in front of Dennis Quaid ever in mm. Infinity. <laughs> oh, I have a question about that. Okay, we'll ask it after, but I have a question about that because there's some confusion in my head about who was broken Dennis up with who. questions about that, too. Yeah, I got <laughs> No, wait, wait, wait. Did I say Dennis Quaid? Yeah. What'd you say? You meant Randy? I meant Randy Quaid. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think Dennis Quaid is the more appropriate one, but we'll talk wait. about that, too. Yeah. Uh, also, and speaking of Randy's, Randy, seriously, I wish Janice wasn't in this movie. Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Ever tell you boys about the time I ran a private kidnapping, negotiation, and rescue outfit? No, sir. Uh-uh. True story. Yep. Uh, third World Integrated Trust. 
TWIT. Okay, I just realized. So anyway, to be successful in the business of saving wealthy white men with long beards, you just have to follow our three rules. Number one, never offer good faith money. You're going to need that money anyway to buy a lot of bullets. Number two, never take the kidnapper's first offer or their second or their 15th offer or their 43rd offer or their 71st offer. Strap in, boys. It's going to take thousands of offers before you reach an agreement. Number three, just go in with commandos and kill everyone. Apparently, in the third world countries, you can do that and just walk away. Yeehaw! Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> yeah, that thing ended a little rough. I'm going to have to bring that up again in this uh, episode. I like the ending. Ah, we'll talk we'll about talk, it. We'll talk about yeah, it. we'll talk about it. Finally with us, the man of the hour. Brian, can someone please do something about Janice Hibbett? <laughs> Uh, Uptown One, this is Downtown One. We have visual on the target. Downtown One, we have three targets, one with a red bandana next to a shed, possible cargo inside. Downtown One, this is Uptown Girl. I've been living in my Uptown world. Over. As long as anyone with hot blood can, and now I'm looking for a downtown man. Over. Uptown One, this is Downtown One. That's what I am. Over. Uptown One, going to give it to you. Oh my god. That was great. That could make it musical. That was I, great. I I knew that was going to be the case. I started to write that exact same thing and I realized <laughs> I have to leave it to Brian Ibbett. No, that's too good. Yeah. Too good, man. That was perfectly uh, suited for this weird movie. The movie is Proof of Life and it is a 2000 film starring uh Meg Ryan, Russell Crowe, David Morse and a few other people you may know, directed by Taylor Hackford and Hackford. uh I didn't see it in theaters. Some of you had, I understand, right? A few of you have before. Yeah, and, and by I, the way, don't get your David Morris confused with your David Morrison. Mm, I made that mistake right. before when I said, did. oh, my God, the governor's in this. Yeah. <laughs> and I did not correct. Yeah. I just said, you did let not believe what he wants to believe. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally fine. Not, not only have I never seen this movie, uh, I kind of enjoyed it. I mm. thought it was a oh. fine film. Mm. I, I didn't see it in the theater, it? but I purchased it. <laughs> Wait, you saw so, this later? You bought it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I purchased this for home entertainment uh, reasons, viewing. Mm. How'd that go for you back then? <laughs> I liked it then, and guess what? I like it now. Mm. All right. It's, it's desperately in need of an editor, and I think I was giving it the benefit of better editing. Mm. I think what I'm going to give it the benefit of having a pretty decent back end, but the first part of this is boring as hell. I was bored out of my mind. Um, it was trying to be like the negotiator. Uh, forever rest in peace negotiator i'll probably never watch you again because kevin spacey's a creepo it's funny when we started watching this movie and and the negotiations in the film start i'm like oh yeah we should watch the negotiation i mean did anybody else also feel like it was trying to set up a series (laughs) a little bit yeah yeah yeah, it felt kind of like jack ryan-ish maybe something like that sure sure which would have been about a year before 24 happened i think i think 24 is 01 um it's fine. It's not a, I don't, I mean, look, whatever. I can't, I can't poo poo a 17 year old movie too much. Cause again, it's 17 years old. This would have been better in other hands. Maybe a few years later. I don't know about that. I think Taylor Hackford did okay for a okay, hack. Okay. Well then in that case, I want to ask Brian Dunaway, what was the point of the film entertainment wise? Like what, <laughs> what, what kind of film is it? Right. What kind of film is it? It's a work yeah. romance film. Weren't you watching? Oh my gosh. Really? Okay. <laughs> romance film? I love that. It's, it's a, a work, work romance. Work romance film. 
All right. I watched a different movie, but okay, sure. Because <laughs> I felt like it was a thriller that didn't really know that it was a thriller. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair way to put it. I mean, I've got some fundamental problems with it, but it's mostly just Scott problems. So I'll try to explain what I mean. There was a, this jumps way ahead, but there's a scene. And I know this movie's famous for breaking up Meg Ryan and her husband, uh, Dennis Quaid. Well, technically, Meg Ryan is famous for breaking up. Yes. Ah, Ryan and Dennis Quaid. Because she, because she had an affair with freaking Zippy over here with uh, Russell Crowe. And they ended up together. And I get it. That's all whatever. Water under the bridge. Nobody's with Russell Crowe now. Or actually, I think, yeah, he's separated now even from his wife that he's with now. So the reason I'm bringing all that up is because toward the end of the film, We've been working pretty hard, all the characters pretty hard, at trying to figure out a way to get David Morris out of the worst mountain camp of all time. Mm-hmm. And he, it's back and forth between him and them and what everyone's trying to do to get him out. He's trying to get himself out. He's working with that really weird-looking German guy to get out of there. And that's not really working out very well. And well, Meanwhile, back at the home ranch, uh, you've got Russell Crowe's decided to kind of pro bono this, I guess. Because he yep. feels so strongly about it, and he's got Meg Ryan there worried next to him the whole time. At one point, as he's off to go kill these guys now, because they've tried everything else, so he's just going to go straight up murder everybody, he basically makes out with her for a good right. five seconds or something. There's, there's very little setup. I mean, there's you know kind of a longing glance that David Caruso catches and, and you know kind of uh, makes note of it later, but you, you see through the fact that David Caruso is paying attention to their closeness when they're looking for candles together when there's a blackout. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but it does feel it's number one, totally shoehorned in there. Mm-hmm. I don't Chip. Okay, Go ahead. Uh, sure. Sure. I'll let you, I'll let you say, go ahead. Okay. And, <laughs> and it's completely irrelevant to the plot. Russell Crowe took the whole thing on pro bono because he believes in doing the right thing. And he's, you know, working really hard to get, uh, uh, Peter Bowman back from the camp. And it, it just feels like, he he spends so much of the movie being this guy. This guy's like, yes, devoted to his job and making sure that this happens and I'm doing this for all the right reasons. And then all of a sudden it veers into this this place that just doesn't need to veer to, right? He would he would still go to the mountains and shoot up all the the um the commie Ecuadorians uh to get the guy back, regardless of maybe having a little crush on Meg Ryan. Right. You know, this 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 movie to me, even though I know I I played and said it's this, you know, a work romance movie and that and right. yes, there's not there's not a whole lot of thriller action which this which was labeled on this movie. I do think that it is almost a little slice of life because I think really in a situation <laughs> if you were if you were locked up with somebody, two attractive people locked up together, working together towards one common goal for that length of time. Yeah. Uh, emotionally attached like they were i i i find that totally believable uh, no, okay. i'm sure that you're calling it a little slice of life but anyway that's fine it is a slice of life because this truth is truth it's not movie it's truth you know? I, I and i agree with you the film goes to great lengths to give everybody a reason for you to not fully root for them right like right I- even david morse's character which should be the most sympathetic in the film eh, he's kind of kind of a jerk like when he starts like when he starts losing it out in the bush you kind of don't have as much My shirt and spoon yeah you, you stop having as much good feelings about it this is the this is the same thing by the way i'd say about castaway yeah. anytime you show someone go a little crazy 
you lose a part of the audience's esteem for them. So you have to be really careful with that. And and this movie wasn't very careful with anything. Like it it didn't carefully tend to Meg Ryan's characters' uh, motives and beliefs, and she's just kind of flailing around from one scene to the next. And I just like I just feel like it could have used a better editor and just a little more attention to what the movie's about. I don't get it. Yeah. What is it about? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think the movie's about? Um, I think I think it tries to tell you in the last shot. And in the last shot, you have David Caruso's just uh, told uh, Russell Crowe, "Now we're gonna, now we're gonna do great things." Hold on, did you just a- say you just said David Caruso. Hold on, there's a rule on this episode I meant to talk about pre-show. <laughs> so if you oh, said no. David Caruso, all right, I just have to play. Oh the- God, I'm not gonna you say Caruso ever again. Okay, oh, okay, you okay, did okay. it! You did it! So, so Russell Crowe has just succeeded in everything. <laughs> He's found out that there's a great future. That's the sequelitis part part of the problem yeah. but he just found out there's a great future lots of adventure to come everything's wonderful he saved the day and he's kind of in love with somebody who just got in a truck with another person and is going to the airport but it's not, it's not um, love yeah, it's yes, love yes it is it absolutely, i'm it's, sorry no it's, it's infatuation trying to bring back to her <laughs> right in the truck with another person it's it's the husband that right that, that he he's trying to read right. so, Right. So he's feeling pain. That's that's depicted. You're seeing him. He's got this crazy wry smile on his face as he realizes that he's he's passed all the difficulties, but he's also created a difficulty for himself. And the film is trying to tell you the whole story in that one shot. And it's just like, hey, film, you could have given me more of what I what you're trying to give me in the last 10 seconds all throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. You know? Would you want to see that? Doesn't. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I could see some of that. That scene kind of reminded me because of that longing regret of going forward to follow duty. Very much reminded me of Casablanca. Mm. Oh, interesting. So, I mean, yeah. Right. So, it is I mean, a Casablanca ending. You're right. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's kind of, uh, I don't know. But you're right in the fact that they didn't make us feel like he felt that all along. It really came suddenly and uh, you know abruptly towards the end. But I was okay with it, maybe because I already knew it was going to happen, and maybe you I was like a, watching for the. You should put a trump alert on that. That is a classic <laughs> Casablanca. You should put ending. a trump alert on that. One. <laughs> there you go. There's Seriously, a trump alert. You you have you have uh, the two buddies, right? The right. redheaded one that we're not naming, and Russell Crowe, right? Mm-hmm. And there's there's uh, people going to an airport. <laughs> the red one. You mean David Caruso? Uh, you know, I can mention his name. I can say his name. Yeah, just so that's yeah. pretty. Well, that's got pretty the straight right up. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Good job, Brian Dunaway. Yeah, <laughs> but it, yeah, I like I, I said, I probably, I actually like this movie, so I was probably looking for positive things. Well, yeah. Let me ask you this: Was there? <laughs> for him. How far through the film was there anything that I missed that that was trying to put these two together? And is the film a better film if? Um, no, let me ask it a different way. Um, do you think that they wrote that romance between Terry and, um, Alice, um, because they were kind of hoping that audiences would root for the two of them ending up together? Mm. Oh, so Terry, Terry. Okay. So yeah. So with that's the, that's the idea. The whole, the whole thing is to make the audience question who their allegiance is to, uh, is I, I actually liked that play because you, Mm. at the very end, especially when when they're rescuing uh when they're rescuing him mm-hmm. and trying to get back it flips and he ends up rescuing 
the the rescuer. So right. you you you're supposed to but feel. But you kind of knew if, that if, was going to happen. Yeah, right, I mean, and you knew right at the you know as soon as uh, as soon as uh, Crow gives him that handgun, you know. Yes. Oh, let me think. I wonder if I can figure out who uh, Peter Bowman is going to shoot and going to be the only person that Peter Bowman shoots. <laughs> My big problem right. here is that nobody ever discusses or comes up again, but it's hanging in the air like a big fat elephant in the room. Him giving her that big passionate kiss and her reciprocating, by the way. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah drove yeah. me like crazy. A... I couldn't I deal with it after it's... that. Because all I can do, I'm looking at, I'm looking at David Morse's face. I'm thinking, dude, if you only knew what jackasses you got were trying to get you out of this camp. Like it feels so cheaty. It feels jackasses. There, this this happens. I feel probably a lot in military families where, you know, there's okay. There's there's a serious yeah. There's a serious loyalty because you know Meg Ryan is loyal to her husband, but there's also circumstances and situations where the heart does kind of the opposite of what you would expect. And I, I you know, know, I I liked I liked unpacking that. I I I think it's way more. I think it's way more likely that that uh, Bowman starts making out with Kessler before uh, <laughs> Meg Ryan starts making out with Terry. Like, well, I guess we're going to be trapped in this shed for a while, crazy uh, white beardo man. Yeah, uh, let's right. go ahead and. Uh... I'm w- I'm with Brian. It just felt cheaty and grody. Yeah, the movie could have been another half hour long exploring that <laughs> prison relationship. Thanks. Right, exactly. But it, the other thing that that does that 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 little shoehorned romance thing, and I'm going to call it shoehorned. It probably. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't probably built into the script from the get go, but it actually was in the original story, or based on Vanity mm-hmm. Fair and another another novel as well. So it's kind of a combination of the two. Mm. Uh, the 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 relationship was very subdued. And it didn't really even become a question to the characters until later in the story. And so we don't really see it because it wasn't really there. But then when you realize things are starting to come to an end, all that emotion that you've been feeling, you're exhausted. And you just you some some parts of you just like wants it to be over. Just kill him or don't kill him. Just I don't care at this point. I'm so exhausted from all of this. Mm. It's just it's just a, such a confusing, a confusing time. And I, I actually liked how that all play out. That's why I call it a slice of life. Cause I feel like it, it, it feels true to how people actually act and mm-hmm. actually do. I don't know. Man. I've worked with a lot of women in my life and many different, uh, uh, corporate environments and, you know, right. close proximity working together a lot. And I've never just said, but, uh, uh, you know, well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying to the, ex- I'm saying to the extreme. I mean, how many of those have you worked with to the point oh. that you're worried about, a spouse who is could be dying every well, day. You wake up thinking. Well, that's why I say it's not a slice of life. That's my whole complaint about the slice well, of life thing. Because slice well, of life implies everybody's go got this, it. Though people go through this. Yeah, you know, but in, how many people do you know? Jobs, yeah, in none right. of those jobs was I actually actively trying to reunite <laughs> the women I was working with with their husbands. So yeah. that's a good point. <laughs> no, but that's my thing. How many? I mean, for for real, I'm I'm asking this for real. Like Brian Dunaway, do you know yes. people who? We're in a situation where one of somebody was either like, kidnapped I like or military. I feel like military and police wives can go through this a lot because every day you have to question is like, oh my god, are they going to die? Is you know every time they go into a dangerous situation now. Yeah, this but is do they? But prolonged. but do they or do we just think they do? Because movies like this make us think they do. That's my whole thing. Yeah, this is a this is a really dude film, like oh. written by dudes, directed by dude, <laughs> lots of shots of dudes, and then when you occasionally see Meg Ryan, she doesn't have a bra on. Oh, it's for, like yeah, not not once during the entire movie. 
well, and not once during the entire movie does a, is a woman given anything to do that's you know like meaningful mm, and, right. and and like intelligent. It's just it, it's just such a dude movie. You mean uh, you don't I, think I, that Janice? In some ways, and in some ways, I'm like Meg Ryan's character is is, is super strong. I mean, she does have uh, her she has her flaws and she she makes mistakes, but, but she's it, very strong. It's like saying any damsel in distress is strong as long as I, they she's survive. She's not in distress. She's, She's, Are you she's, kidding? She pushes this. She <laughs> she goes and she gets Russell Crowe. She makes him come back. She fights for her husband. She's not a damsel just waiting. She she is using every means possible to recover her hus- husband based on what she can do. Yeah. Did I read that wrong? No, Did I see it wrong? It, uh, maybe, uh, I mean, that's... I think that's what they wanted us to think. I just don't think they did a very good job of it. There's a lot of sort of... Well, I think I should try, try, uh, trust this guy. Come here, Janice. Help me carry money around. Make sure not to dump it all. Oh, Janice, what'd you do? <laughs> oh, Janice. And then when the guy, sucks. the guy, it turns out the guy's that's lame. They start Look. completely panicking by, and by losing way, it. Yeah. Speaking of the money, are you carrying large sums of money in garbage bags? Don't trust that ordinary garbage bag mm-hmm. brand. <laughs> I love the cheap garbage bag. That was so fun. The whole, the whole thing with the money just freaked me out because I've tried and tried in my life to just move a little money between two countries that are very reciprocal in Canada and the United States, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. You don't get to just you don't get to just summon hundreds of thousands of dollars to a South American country like that. I don't understand. Well, and the other thing is. All right, so this big scene where they've got this table in the middle of their house, and it is covered with money. Now, it's not just co- – it's covered very, very uh, carefully with tall stacks of money. <laughs> but do they go to the bank and say, yeah, um, we need uh, $600,000, but we need it in every denomination that you have. Right, like we right. need, we need ones, so weird. we need pesos, we need francs, we need uh, well, and, and rubles. That was a weird and scene. By the way, can we have the biggest tropey paradox of the film? I can do that. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Let's see. We got we to gotta make it real good here. So let's go. Okay, but if you're steering us away from the money thing, I have one more thing. I'm about. not. I'm not <laughs> steering us away from Wait, okay, that so, didn't work very well, but go ahead. Oh, wait, here, here. Scrutiny. There you go. Now give it some so scrutiny. So this, this rebel terrorist organization has apparently uh, been kidnapping people so that it can raise funds to meet its, its ends. However, we're told very clearly that along the way they discover that they could move cocaine to make money. Okay, what are they doing? Why are they, <laughs> why are they kidnapping people? Is it right. what's going on? They, we never find out why in the world the kidnapping happens in the first place. We're told the cocaine is their profit center. Yeah, right. And <laughs> and they kind of talk a little bit about that. It's it's supposed to be a time and transition for all of this stuff. Like it's unfortunate that the corporation was going uh, going out of business, and he just happened to get kidnapped during a time mm-hmm. when they canceled the insurance, and the you know the. The, the terrorists essentially were going from one doing one thing to another, and they really didn't even want to deal with this guy anymore. Uh, right, and so right. he kind of got lost in the shuffle again. Not it was only almost standpoint. almost a situation where you know they could have they could have written it into the film that somehow they orchestrated his kidnapping just to kind of get him quote out of the way. Yeah, but he right. really was at the wrong place, wrong time. One real quick thing about the money though, because this 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 stymies the crap. It's out all of about the money. Well, I, this. I don't know what it was about this scene. I mean, the garbage bags collapsing and, and all this, but, uh, the, so the big struggle was that they had to count this money and then they had to give it, you know, package it up and give it to the, uh, the terrorists. Did the money just 
appear on that table because I'm pretty sure they got that money there by requesting specific <laughs> amounts that they would have known. And they also spent the time un uh, taking it out of whatever receptacle they brought it to that table in. Why not just right. leave it in that receptacle and turn those over to the, uh, mm -hmm. the terrorists? I agree. Why yeah, take it out, then freak out over closing it? Yeah. Who's running this Mickey Mouse show? That guy over there? And yeah. the and the uh, the movie really wasted the replacement negotiators. There's a whole movie right there. The replacement negotiators. <laughs> but the replacement like two, negotiators. Two movies I, together. We don't know where they come from, and we don't know where they go. Like, they just get run off oh, at the right. point of a gun, and that's that. And mm -hmm. it's kind of sad, because... Yeah, yeah, I was actually yeah. expecting expecting it to come out later that they were in league with the terrorists because that would have made perfect sense, right? That they're mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. that's why they were like, oh yeah, we got to do the the good well, faith they, money. You have to do they, the good faith money. Yeah, they are in some way. They didn't specifically reveal it, but I mean the fact that we see the guy that comes up and dances with Meg Ryan at the beginning is ended up being you know Marco Polo Marco. Oh. <laughs> so I mean, wait, was that the guy connected in this corruption? Yeah, 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 the, the guy, the, oh. the Mel Bank. The Mel Blank looking guy who comes up to Meg Ryan at the beginning is doing all that weird. Yeah, no, no, no. I didn't realize. It, I didn't realize it was the same guy. I thought yeah, that yeah. was just so some. They dude. were setting everything up. I mean, okay. it was it was all you know intertwined and set up and mm. how how deep it goes, I don't know, and I don't really want to know. That would, that would lend it, it. It's um that would lend credence to the fact that they knew where David Morse was going to be in his little in his little car and snatch him and kidnap him then. Yeah. I think it was just a matter of, hey, they're popping out of the hills now. They're, they, you know, the, the dude on the motorcycle who ran, uh, ran through the gate getting shot triggered this whole series of events. Right. But if you're saying that, that Guy Lombardo dancing with no, Nick he, Ryan. That was just coincidental. That was coincidental. Okay. Okay. But okay. Everybody is corrupt oh, there, apparently. Yeah. Really? Because I spent the rest of the movie trying to fit all of it together. Like, no, what, don't do that. What no did that dance, that <laughs> dance sequence look? Look, look behind you. Look what's happening behind you. Would you <laughs> shut up? Your you wife has been some... kidnapped by Guy Lombardo for a dance. Oh, my gosh. I thought she was going to get kidnapped right then and there. Yeah, that whole bit. I wasn't sure what to think about the whole first, I don't know half of the movie because yeah. it just was kind of all over the place tonally a little bit mixed up it's not till they got you know we're about to rescue him and confront the dude at the at the worst marching so band of all time first half yeah that marching band by the way can i just say i don't think i've ever seen a worse marching band in my <laughs> life <laughs> hey were they were they moving they were and moving were they Okay. It was the, like a church procession. The music right? was like, horrible. Yeah. The, like the yeah. beat was off. Their legs I weren't need to landing. Call right. them a marching <laughs> band. I don't, I don't, that's a weird term. Not band, but they had a band. Well, here, you know what I'm going to do? I'm jumping the gun. I'm going to play a clip of this band, and oh, good. You guys can get a taste of it here. Let's see. Where is it? Uh, I put the worst. It's funny because I when I looked over at Tina when I first heard that and said, "Oh my God, this is the music they play when Robin Quivers is about to talk on the Howard Stern show." Yep. yep. <laughs> Basically, here it is. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> it's horrible, dude. That is really bad. It's really Hello, bad. Hello, all of you working on the movie. Uh, any of you guys play musical <laughs> instruments? Great. We need you real quick. Uh, go to wardrobe. We got a bunch of band costumes. Uh, you guys, you play the you play the the triangle. Awesome. You're yeah, in. You got uh, triangle. Someone else got the, the the recorder. Let's meet here at eight. Let's make this happen. <laughs> anyway, I hated was, that. Look, I hated look. It. Okay, so people who are listening probably think I love this movie because <laughs> I'm having to fight so hard against you guys because. 
you guys are trying to give this thing a two yeah. and I'm trying to give it like a six sure. and I'm having to really work to bring the curve up. So yeah, I mean this, this movie is definitely a slow movie. If someone like you guys asked me in the Slack, Scott was actually like, eh, this looks kind of boring and he's not wrong. Mm. I was like, you're right. It is. And it's not for everybody. And it's yeah. definitely, you have to be, you know, kinds of fans of these actors and fans of, of, uh, of, what's going on to kind of really but that's like my it. but that's my thing i'm fans of the actors and i'm fans of of thrillers supposedly this is supposed to be a thriller i don't think it's much of one but i'm fan of all that i'm fan are of you all a those fan things. of this meg ryan because there's a couple of different meg ryan's and this meg ryan <laughs> is <laughs> a flibberty gibbet you know what i'm saying that's the exact opposite of what flibberty gibbet no, it's true. In, She's in not a Joe versus right. the volcano. She was a flippity jibbit. Hold on a minute. Let me look. Let me grab. Jibbit. Let me grab my 1918 slang dictionary so I can figure out what a flippity jibbit is. What you need to is. do, Scott, is go back to your sound clips from Joe versus the volcano because did, Meg Ryan talks about being a flippity jibbit. We just never saw that though, did we? Joe versus. I, think we saw, I don't think we saw it. No, we no, didn't. I've seen it. I've seen it many times. But <laughs> I, don't I, don't know. I, re- I wrote jokes about brain clouds, didn't I? Nope. Brain cloud. That movie is not. Film sacked. I'm so confused right now. What are we talking about? <laughs> Joe versus the volcano. Tom no, Hanks, we have Meg absolutely. Ryan. I've never seen that movie. I only. I only know. I've heard really? the title before. Yeah, yeah. I would no, love we have guys to watch that. that is oh, we fantastic. need to. Absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't mind watching that. But there's Mr. the there's Rock, the top. Let's say Top Gun. We did do. We did sack Top Gun. There's a Meg Ryan where you're like, in fact, that's her breakout thing, right? We're like, oh, she's was, just yeah. so cute and funny and giggly and whatever. And this one, she's starting to look like somebody who might just have an affair with Russell Crowe if she's feeling a little bored at home. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, there's definitely. She was trying to find herself right about now, though, right? Because she's getting ready to do her own. Uh, no, she she wasn't trying to find Dennis Quaid, apparently. Right, that's yeah. true. Yeah, she was having a little bit of a. She was having a moment. She All was. Right? She was. And then I, I, I mean, okay, I am not here. I, the minute, the minute I even say anything remotely like this, people are going to jump all over me. But okay, I wanted okay. to see. Good what, thing we're doing it live. I wanted right, to see right. what she looked like today. Just kind of take a look at her mm. and Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Hold on, I have to jump all over you. Russell Crowe is very scone-like and and puffy now. Oh wow! <laughs> and that's fine. It's fine. And she is very plastic surgery now, and that is also fine. But here's my problem: like Jennifer, Dirty Dancer lady. What's her name? Jennifer Gray. Jennifer, uh, Gray, right, Jennifer right, Gray, right. her she succeeded in her her particular uh, facial surgery for to 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 stay young looking. Which again, I don't bemoan anyone for doing this. Do what you want to do, but it's made her look like a human being that is not Meg Ryan. She doesn't look like her anymore. And yeah. I'm not. I'm saying from a perspective of somebody who was an A-lister in Hollywood. She got 15 million for this movie for this role. That's big money in 2000. Uh, for I mean, she was an A-lister for sure uh, during you know that what, time. Scott, you got me going to see Russell Crowe, the puff pastry, and he's really not that bad. I like. <laughs> I'm looking at current pictures. He's he's gained a little weight. I would think we all do. If you put me next to a picture of me from 15 years ago, you might think I would expanded. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to do a thing <laughs> that seems rude for you to do, but I want you to Google the following terms. I want you oh, to Google yes. already. Ru- I'm already concerned. Russell Crowe. <laughs> fat and then oh, and it's shit. fine it's fine it's like to me it's like uh not Dolph Lundgren um uh it's, who's uh, I'll, I'm Val, your, Kilm- Val, Val Kilmer, Kilmer. everybody picks on Val Kilmer yeah. don't do it it's like that now again this isn't body mm-hmm. shaming I'm just saying we get older we change we fatten up a little bit I'm doing it we all do it I get it I totally get it and he's fine he so still looks like then? Russell Crowe though 
If you look you at him, also, you go, oh, look, it's Russell Crowe. You can also Crow. get these same uh, visual results if you Google the phrase gladiate it. If- <laughs> no, stop. Oh, this this episode has gone so no, far No, it's so good. Rails. It's so good. So, so I'm, all I'm saying is he, he's well, not in his prime, and that's okay. None of us are. My point yeah. is he still looks like Russell Crowe. The work she had I'm, done does not look like her. It's not well, her I'm, anymore. I'm Google. I'm Google imaging searching uh, Meg Ryan here, and I do see a few questionable photos, but they're mostly pictures from the sun. So I mean, no telling how they t- took these pictures. I don't see any credible. I do. Uh, I have Ryan one right here. Pictures. I'm going to share with you. Okay, I'm going to put this in the slide. I see one that was an art station that about made me choke on my drink. Yeah, that but. one is definitely not right. <laughs> but look at that next one I put in there. That's one from a studio someplace, and again. Not she a problem. There. She doesn't look like her there. Oh, yeah, right. I would definitely say that's as soon as I saw like Meg Ryan. No, I her it's Meg Ryan's hair. Nothing else is her. I'm telling you. You would she could be in her, maybe this was the reason. She could be at the mall at the gap standing next to me, and I wouldn't know it was Meg Ryan. Well, and here's the it's funny because that's an interesting photo choice. Because if you would have given that to me and not said it was Meg Ryan, because of surgery that she's also had done, I would have said, Oh, I think that's Olivia Newton John. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's also had, she looks very similar now. Yeah. yeah. I could have said, hey, Brian. Yeah. I could have said, Ibbett, look at Olivia Newton John here. Check this out. And you would have said, oh, Xana, do. I can't believe it. Like you would have freaked out. <laughs> but uh, speaking of movies yeah. you haven't seen, it's, that we it's, it's you know, there. I think we're going to see less and less of that. I think a lot of the, the women who have had the, the plastic surgeries that are kind of looking like this, um, or the Realize. men, or the men. Forget about or women. Or the men, or the men. Yeah. True. Yes. Exactly. Look at look at what's his name, the wrestler. He looks horrendous. Every uh, right. every every wrestler. Like it's <laughs> it's shocking. Oh, well, that's after a, that's a uh, that demographic. I'm not getting. I don't. I don't want to step in and piss off. <laughs> I'm just saying. Every one of them after a certain age starts getting their facelift. And Chris Jericho so... has my phone number. I think, and I'm certainly not going to. Uh... <laughs> no, he remember he remembers Funny Hat Man. He does. Yeah, yes. you're you're still on his list, I'm sure. <laughs> but the my point my point of that entire thing was I like Meg Ryan a lot. I really liked a lot of movies she was in. I liked her in this. I think that it's weird that we don't see her anymore. Well, well, first of all, I mean, I don't think it's weird because uh, there was there was a point in time that she really started doing more behind the camera stuff. Uh, so I'm not surprised we don't see her more in films i, I well I mean, the me. reason we don't see her more in films is just the sad the the sad uh, garbage of hollywood where once women get to a certain age and it's a it's a much younger age than i think we'd we'd want it to be um directors don't hire them for roles anymore unless it's to play the kooky aunt or the the silly grandmother you yeah know? Right, right. that's true like russell crowe will always have an easier job maybe if we had russell more crowe can play the, the kooky aunt or the silly grandmother for sure yeah right, right. kind of bu- well, kind of bums me out but you're right that that's yeah. true but i was like i thought she was great. i pull for meg ryan well pull yeah, for her every yeah day she's, of the week. she's great <laughs> great great and and i think she's just i think she's just you one do, of you the... do that right you do you right that away <laughs> I, I think she's one of the many who made a bunch of money and just uh, stopped trying so hard to make more. I, and I like that. That's a lot of actors in, in Hollywood. And it's great. Like, I, I would, too. I would get way more picky and I would do a lot less work once I got ridiculously wealthy. I agree. But so why do the face stuff then? Why not just be cool with it? Be, that's because, because the it's, they're unrelated. That's the thing. I'm trying to get you to unrelate what someone <laughs> does with their body to 
what you experience no, as no, no. the audience. I understand like, that. I understand that. But what I'm saying is there's a much higher rate of it in Hollywood than you see anywhere else. I understand people that get plastic wow, surgery. You need to, yeah. you need to come hang a, out by my pool. Well, I, I, I don't want to talk Orange County. But, regardless. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, just, like, I have a sister-in-law who's had stuff done. She doesn't do it because she's trying to keep her screen career going. She doesn't have one. So I totally get that it's not that's not everything. I'm not trying to blanket everybody. But I'm trying to think why Meg Ryan would want to. She she was beautiful and was aging nicely. She can yeah, do what she like I said, she can do what she wants, like any of us can. For all I care, uh, tomorrow Brian Ibbett could go out and have horns installed in his bald head. That'd be awesome. I would say, all right, man, you be you, like you were saying. It, it wouldn't be awesome. You'd be like, what the hell? Is clearly, <laughs> clearly, I would just 3D print them. Come on. <laughs> But you'd want to have them implanted like under your yeah. skin and, yes. you know, That's looking true. all real and everything. And I would be like, all right, hey, whatever. Like, that's a thing. You know, I just I, I just feel like, OK, you know what? I sh- here's because who I should be time. complaining to. It's the doctors who botch this yes. stuff so bad. Well, yeah. I botch it to encourage people. I mean, I, I feel like you probably get into those locations. You probably just go in for a consultation. You're kind of like. Well, maybe they can just do a little something here, a little something there. Next thing you know, they got their red marker out and they're redesigning your whole face and showing yeah, you computer mock-ups. If, mm-hmm. if Meg Ryan were turning 40 today and she hadn't had the plastic surgery and and she was starting to not get as many roles and that sort of thing, and that was kind of like everything was shifted 20 years, 15 years in the future, I bet she doesn't get the plastic surgery because it's it's now not as common the thing to do I mean, look at Kate Blanchett, look at Helen Mirren, look yes. at um, uh, Judy, Dench. Reason, Judy Dench is coming to mind. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, women who who look great for their age have not right. had any work done or at least don't look like they've had any work done. And I think because of that, you're going to start to see younger actresses follow that role, follow that path and not say, hey. oh, I, I'm, I'm turning 35. I still need to act some more. I'm going to. Uh, puff up my cheeks or i'm gonna inflate my lips or whatever as long as we're promoting uh, scott's unfriend me uh show (laughs) we should we should totally talk about whether or not um you know do we do we have a harsher uh scale for men than women because there's a plenty plenty of dudes of course we do we have a far harsher scale for women than we do for men no there's no question and and i just want to point out like so many other things in this western culture there is a huge industry that is spending a billion dollars a minute trying to influence people to come partake of it. Mm. It's it's not just suddenly people are making up their minds, I'm going to make myself look weird. They are being influenced a ton to do that. And the more money you have, the more it's aimed at you like a gun. And, and that's the thing. Like Scott is fairly – we're all fairly far outside of the line of sight of that industry mm-hmm. you know yeah i so don't it's, have it it's easy to it's easy to yeah. pick on it when we don't we're not in it or understand why right, the big deal true. is but yeah i mean you know it, it's it's needing a paycheck uh and and unfortunately the sad truth of what they had to do in the the 90s to keep earning a paycheck and keep getting film roles and stuff like yeah that. and if and you that, want to get to a place where you're i mean you can michael jackson yourself pretty hardcore if you're not careful is all i'm saying mm-hmm. just <laughs> slow it down <laughs> You know, look in the mirror. Don't hate what you see so much. I like how we were like all we're starting to get a little bit, you know, a little bit uh, understanding about it. And then Scott, like the Michael Jackson (laughs) reference, you know, know who should have plastic surgery? Who (laughs) is that? Anthony Healed. Yeah, proof of life. Yeah. Oh, you think so? He's no, he doesn't. Weird looking dude. 
I love, look, you talking about Godfrey John? Are you talking about, is that you talking about? I'm talking about Anthony Heald. Uh, what was his oh, character? Oh, I think oh, yeah, he was yeah, Godfrey yeah. John. Yes, he was. Oh, no, yeah. no, Godfrey John, the the the, the roommate to... Uh, yeah, the roommate. <laughs> oh, no, no, right. Godfrey John was the roommate. That was Kessler. No, I'm talking about right. uh, Anthony corporate... Heald. Yeah, corporate the corporate... Tennis, sweaty tennis playing uh, yeah. Anthony Heald. Oh, that the guy. Same, the same hateful character in everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. He was, he, like, he, I just thought he was his character from Boston Public. Like, this was yeah. a crossover <laughs> from that TV show. No, I'm glad he you brought that well. up. I used to love Boston Public. I thought that show was mm-hmm. great, and part of the reason was him. He was, like, the perfect vice principal and yep. uh, was, like, made to play that role. My problem with him here is that his accent is horrifyingly bad. Um, oh, right, because he's trying to do that Boston... Uh, it's more like Southern. Yeah, don't come around come around here. Oh, yeah, I guess it is more Southern. Yeah. Do you have any clip? I guess we'll get to we'll, we'll, we'll get to those, but he's, he's a guy that you don't see much of anymore. I was looking at his IMDb, and he's got way less stuff, but my biggest memory of him was in Silence of the Lambs. Didn't yes. he have a pretty, yeah. pretty bad turn in that movie, seems like? Mm-hmm. He, did. he did. Wasn't he, he was like the, the doctor, psychiatrist? Yeah. The, the psychiatrist that uh, Lecter was going to have for dinner. Yep. Yeah. Like, yep. oh, I, goodbye, Clarice. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm late having, for dinner. Uh, Watch out for the guy near the end. He likes to throw things. <laughs> I'm having him for dinner. I know the quote's wrong, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> He was, uh, he's just an interesting dude, but he doesn't really done much since then. And I don't know if that makes me sad or happy or whatever. He'd be a great Frank Burns, uh, in his prime. If they were going to redo mash or something, he would have been a fine Frank Burns, but that was his job. It's like, Hey, can you be Weasley and cranky and, um, smug? And, and and he said, yep, every role, give it to me. I'm ready. (laughs) Which is great. Uh, here's some trivia about the film. During filming at Stowe School in Buckinghamshire, this is when he was talking to his kid at the soccer game, uh, oh, yeah. Russell Crowe's character watches his son play rugby, so on and so forth. One of the students asked Russell Crowe for some acting advice. After their conversation, Crowe remembered his serious interest in acting and sent him autographed posters and photos of his film Gladiator and wrote a letter saying, a thousand mile journey begins with one step. Uh, the extra in question that questioned him and got this cool stuff was none other than Henry Cavill, who went on to pursue an acting oh. career and ultimately landed the role of Superman uh, in Man of Steel and stuff since then. He also tossed in an aside and said, also, mustaches are cool, and then yeah. he walked away. Now, I would remind you why this is kind of cool. Imagine having that experience as a pretty young kid, teenage age kid, having this experience with Russell Crowe, having a career, getting the job of Superman, and you were told that Russell Crowe is playing... Uh, Jor-El was his name yeah Jor-El your father is played by your Russell Crowe and you get to hang yeah. out with him on set like that is freaking cool that's awesome yeah, yeah. I like that a lot um, Harrison Ford was originally offered the lead role but turned it down oh, whatever I Do think, think Harrison is- I think he'd have been better for the guy trapped or kidnapped than he would have oh. been yeah. For dude at home trying to get him back. Why are you making I don't, me hold this newspaper? Get away from me. <laughs> I don't I don't want to see I don't want to see Harrison Ford's feet any more than I wanted to see. More <laughs> <laughs> than I, I want to see David Morse's feet. Yeah, good point. I this is actually one of the few where I can I can kind of go with it could have been Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh my god. Like, oh. Because <laughs> usually when we hear those, it's just insane. But this role, this role wasn't like written for Russell Crowe. This is a really generic role. Uh, hey, we're not going to pay any more than five hundred thousand. Yeah. Call me Tio. Yeah. Oh, I'm so I'm I agree. Russell Crowe's a better actor. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is yeah. It it becomes yeah it becomes a it becomes a franchise film. You I put think Steven Seagal 
uh, Schwarzenegger, uh, Stallone, any of those. And, and it looks like it's, it feels more like it's, all right, this is setting up the Terry Thorne character as like, uh, um, a recurring movie series. Speaking of which, do we have a, do we have a, uh, we like to do this on the show once in a while. Do we have a favorite Russell Crowe film? Everybody. Oh, yes, I've never, I've, I've never seen uh, beautiful mind. So I can't count that. I have no idea. Oh, that's good. I, you haven't. Nope. I hear Why? it's, I mean, I've heard nothing. I, one of those movies that just slipped past me. Just never saw it. Didn't mean to, didn't avoid it, but, um, it's best picture for heaven's sakes. I missed it. I'm having a scroll through it's hard not to go with Gladiator. I'm going to go with Gladiator because yeah, it's Gladiator. Yeah, that movie's great. How can you not like oh, Gladiator? Oh, well, I, I forgot he was in this, but once I say it, I think Scott's already nailed this one. Mm. But I'm I'm guessing you're going to say 310 to Yuma because I forgot oh, he was in that. That was fantastic. good. You are correct, sir. That is my favorite oh, of his yeah. movies. Well done. I was going to also, a runner-up I'd give to American Gangster. I thought he was great in that. Right. What do you think um, about LA Confidential? What do you think about that? Uh, great movie. I like LA Confidential. Yeah, now we can't watch it. Yeah, now what Kevin Spacey's all up in that. Yeah. <laughs> um, boy, we got a lot Which of one? back and forth on what things we can watch right. with actors in them right. from you last know, week. Jeez. I never I saw. Like I did like him in Lame is Rob, actually. Yeah. Not his singing, but his. his uh, I, I like that whole thing. Appearance. You know, I never saw Master and the Master and Commander, and once again, that's one of those things like Scott says, oh, like, oh he's meant to, but I never saw it. Great movie. That one I've seen like four times, which yeah. is crazy because it's like three and a half hours. Eight, uh, you should have cut time. one of those and watched The Beautiful Mind. Just, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, Master and Commander is a great movie. In fact, I may have to put that and tie it with uh, 310 because it's that's mm, great. Wow, I forgot about it, but yeah. now you saw the nice guys in the theater, right? The one with um, I did. Oh yeah, him and uh, him and Handsome uh, Boy. Ryan Gosling, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I just want to say, Master and Commander is a great movie if you have not read all of the Patrick O'Brien books obsessively. Mm-hmm. Apparently, if you have read the Patrick O'Brien books obsessively, it's the worst movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, blew it. well it's, blew it. Peter, it's Peter Weir, who in my mind makes no bad movies. Uh, he, did, yeah. he did The uh, um, Witness. He made... Truman Show, Truman Show, Dead, uh, Poet Dead Poet Society, the uh, great, you know, I, I don't think he's made a bad movie as far as I think I can oh. say. And I think that it's a, an incredible feat. It's got Jarvis in it from uh, the Iron Man movies is uh, in there. <laughs> and uh, he's, oh, you know, what I just realized Jarvis is married to Jennifer Connelly and Jennifer Connelly's with Russell Crowe in that beautiful mind deal. That's crazy. Anyway. What? Oh wait, Jar- uh, uh, Paul Bettany. Yeah, that's and, that, right. and that's is, and that's why it's so cool that the voice of the new Spider-Man the suit. Oh mm-hmm. no, Spider-Man suit is Jennifer Connelly. Oh right. So she's the Ar- right. she's the Jarvis offshoot. She's Spider-Man's Jarvis. Yeah, and that's it was all made right. by Tony Stark, and they're a married couple in real life, which is that's really great. good. I forgot about that. Yeah. And today's Black Friday, you can pick up Spider-Man: <laughs> Homecoming in 3D for only ten dollars oh, on Best Buy. What a deal! Dang it! Before we finish, before we finish talking about all the cast uh, in some not so savory terms, yeah, uh, I would just like to praise uh, Margot Martindale. She's oh, yeah. such a such a small role actress who yeah, just shines when given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. she's really good uh, like i i don't know what in the world her purpose in this film was but as soon as i saw her i was just like i am going to watch every episode of justified now she's my runner up for oh. chick in the bucket but there's one who's more of a chick yeah, in the she bucket plays a pretty small role in this one so yeah chick in the yeah. bucket chick in the bucket for me was pamela reed uh <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, girl that I mean, Janice hate at the beginning, and now yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah. she's just well, yeah, like she just, she's all up in the in the business, and we know where she goes, but 
She, she was super into the story. She was a main part of it. I couldn't stand every second she was on the screen because I just thought it was terribly acted and badly done. But she's just... <laughs> oh, I don't know about the acting. I think, she, I think her acting is great. She's just playing a really annoying character, and she always plays that kind of character. Probably. I think her lines were stilted. But anyway, whatever. She she did her thing, and then poof, we're done with Janice. No more Janice in our lives. Right. And, and, and that's fine. I was not knowing who we're talking about. She's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's... Yeah, she, she, um, she had to get uh, back to kindergarten cop and kindergarten cop. Exactly. She's the other <laughs> cop in kindergarten cop. That isn't Arnold. Yeah. Right. The one word what is year, a tumor. What year was that? That was, that seemed like so 1990. long ago. 90? Wow. It Jeez. was long ago. Jeez. 10 years before this. 90. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's fun, fun little note about them. So Meg Ryan is holding a cigarette a lot and acting like she's a smoker. Uh, numerous scenes, but Pamela Reed and Russell Crowe, who also smoke in the movie are actually smoking uh, Meg Ryan was apparently a, a vicious anti-smoking advocate and refused to draw, so you never see her actually suck in anything. It's just <laughs> apparently smoldering. not so vicious she wouldn't hold a cigarette. Yeah, or, or or get a little secondhand freaking mouth action from Jim Bob there right. at the end. Mmm, tasty, tasty Man, Russell Crowe right. breath. Mmm. <laughs> is it me mm. or is it, I? You know, I've always tried to figure out what it is about David Caruso. I love him. By the music. I love the music. Him. Oh, you want David? Oh, I thought you meant David Morris. You said David Caruso. I apologize. Yeah. Here we go. All right. <laughs> What's up with his close? Why, why is he always like two inches from your face? What is that all about? Because it's, it's his like best angle. David it's his best David angle. Caruso. David yeah. Caruso. Well, shoot. You guys keep saying it. I can't play this. Song. <laughs> but he's so he is. This is his best face. Everything else, if you notice, I don't know if you guys notice this, but from like the rear when he's running around with a gun. <laughs> Or when he's talking in a room and saying, these are the guys I trained or whatever. He's kind of this slight looking little twig man. Like he doesn't does he direct. Does he direct the other actors to not look at him? Because it, it kind of feels like when when a when you look at a dog and they won't look at you, it feels like all the rest <laughs> of the actors are kind of like looking away from him. But he's like two inches from their face, just dead staring right in their eyes. It's like, ah, inside <laughs> their face. Just, ah. Yeah, he must be hard to stare at. He'd win the staring contest probably. Oh, yeah. apparently. Who's that we're talking about? David Caruso. Yeah, and if you don't know, yeah, uh, he he was you know doing really well on television, yeah, and and famously claimed that he was going to leave TV and go make a lot more money as a feature film actor, <laughs> and he didn't know that we didn't really like him, mm. and, like we didn't we didn't need him to go play other roles. Well, there was no call for it, mm. and right. so. He left TV for a, a little while, just long enough to go find out, oh, he, he's not going to make a bunch of money as a feature film actor because it's not in the cards for him as an actor. And he had to go back to television. Yeah. Well, keep in mind that uh, we've also seen him previously on Film Sack in a little film called Hudson Hawk, where he played mm, one yeah. of, he played yeah. the silent, the, the mute uh, henchman uh, Kit Kat. Yeah, mm -hmm. slurp my butt. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was in this at that, but sure, why not? No, I uh, I forgot he was in that. I had no idea. Yeah. Was that before his TV thing, though? It would have been, right? That was before NYPD Blue. Um, but right. right before. 1991, NYPD Blue was 1993. He left in 1994 and then went and did Kiss of Death. Appropriate. Uh, Jade. I, I remember both of those movies, and I remember seeing both of them in theaters because, oh, it's it's David Caruso. Kiss of Death I is bad, by the way. That's it was a, really bad. Ugh, really yeah, bad. As was Jade. Yeah, you know, he didn't do so great. Then he came back and did his, his sunglasses thing in CSI. Miami. Um, 
that and then uh <laughs> did that for a while and then that ended and now what what's he up to now what's he do now um nothing, Stare, nothing just staring at people on the subway just staring at them just <laughs> two inches away from their face you know? <laughs> he he would do a great Talk job playing the dad of uh the the redheaded kid who plays the joker or plays jerome on mm. gotham because he looks oh. just like him mm. like you see that yeah oh yeah. he's got some old uh, credits he was in the yeah. first blood rambo first blood movie yeah. uh, oh that's another thing when caruso made the decision that he was going to go claim the money he was already over 40 that's another thing that's kind of mm. unusual well, some can in, do in it like it, sure. you can see people like um who's that guy he's in everything now but he was nobody for the longest time richard jennings jennings Richard Jen- yes. Jenny Richard Jennings? Jennings, I think that's Jennings. it. Richard Jennings, yeah, I Jennings. think that's Say it. it again. Maybe it'll sound more Jenkins. right. If you say it again. Jen- Jenkins, Jenkins, Richard Jenkins, Jenkins, that's it. Jenkins. Jenkins, yes. He's in everything now. He's totally recognizable. He's super interesting. All kinds of the, critical acclaim, and he's like in his sixties. Uh, feet under, yeah, but yeah. he's like sixty something before anyone really noticed that guy. Mm-hmm. And I always like that when that happens. It's always kind of fun to see somebody find their thing late in life, and like. Colonel Sanders, this is a fun fact. <laughs> There's no fun fact Cur- about Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Wait a minute, let's hear a fun fact about Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders was in his 60s before uh, KFC succeeded, before he had his big break and before things happened for him. So the guy was like old as dirt and then finally had success. Everything up to that was like miss, 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 fail, 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 fail. Suddenly, KFC is like this huge thing. Well, I mean, that's money. also a timing thing. All of those failures were during the Great Depression and World War II. Sure. And so he finally gets successful when things get rebuilt and yeah, there's always a factors. economy. And, right, right, and right. So there's on. always factors. I think the problem is that David Caruso was having a pretty good time on TV and was getting lots of accolades. And he was, quite frankly, perfect for NYPD Blue. Like, they, right. you couldn't have had better casting. He was great on there. Um, but I also think he was so great on there, it typecasted him a bit. Right. So all he was going to get, even if he did transition the movies, were nothing but roles that were more cops or more Looper. sleazy cops, whatever. Yep. Do, you, do you read Looper? Do you go to looper.com? No. They do a lot of, well, anyway, they do a lot of uh, entertainment news kind of stuff. And so they have a pretty decent article just posted on Skype. The real reason we don't hear from David Caruso before some of their top things to, to headlines is his post-NYPD Blue movie career was not much to write home about. His TV success weren't because he was the star of the show, because other people were. He's really expensive. Oh. He may suffer <laughs> from typecasting, like Scott said. <laughs> and he's reportedly difficult to work with, standing yeah. so close to fellow actors, they oh, go, wow. back up, Namas kid. <laughs> oh, darn. I was but, like, oh, my God, that's great. Scott totally that, nailed it. <laughs> right? that, that story, you know, where he leaves NYPD Blue, mm-hmm. he has to be uh, sort of in the woods for eight years before he catches on and starts doing uh, CSI Miami. Yeah, yeah. Uh, eight, eight years is a lifetime in Hollywood that he you know, tried really hard, I guess, to, to prove that he was worth more money. It's just the guy isn't. Like, watching him in this movie, I'm like, I don't need him in this movie. No, and I would have been completely fine. I think most of us would have been just fine with the idea that David Caruso would have had this great TV career um, even before CSI Miami, and then get some other gigs in between. And we're like, oh, he's the movie's sweet, dude. And and let's see what happens. And if nothing happens, that's okay. That's a million actors do that. Where he where he overstepped was to come out and go, I'm gonna take Hollywood by the nuts. <laughs> you know, he didn't have to do that. But I admire his ad, his uh, what's his, what's the word? I I, I didn't eat that's enough cool. turkey now. 
What's the word? Chutzpah. Chutzpah. Not chutzpah. It's another word. I admire his, I want to say admonition. That's not right. I, I'm ambition. Or, Am, or I admire his ambition. 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 Hey, there was only one laptop in this movie, and it made all kinds of 2000 era noises. Did you guys hear that thing? Yeah. 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 Get that out of the floppy drive. Yeah. Oh, right. I sure am glad that uh, um, computers never made the sound where every time they display a character on screen, they had to make a blip noise. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Uh, no. Stop using computers. Who has the gross moment? Who knows? Oh, oh. what gross got out the most? I can tell you, there's two things that are super close. One of them is a, an implied thing, and the other one is something that actually happened. And I'll tell you that, well, I don't want to give it away. The, I'll feet, tell aren't, you, the feet aren't. It's got to be feet. Right. I mean, you can't you can't not be grossed out by the feet. The feet are gross. They I were, think right? he's probably grossed out by the person who has to wash David Morse's feet. Oh, God. <laughs> Which is David Morse. Yeah. Right? Oh. No, there was a, oh, the, the other guy. The, yeah, there was another guy oh, who had yeah. to wash his feet. It wasn't that. It wasn't the washing. It was. Uh, so it is David Morris. I'll give you that hint. So two things happen with him. One, I think, wins out. I'm curious if you guys know. And I'll, and I'll even say that one of these is a foot thing, but not the one you think it is. I got to say, I thought of you, Scott, yeah. when he's yelling for his spoon, because I'm just like, I'll bet that spoon is freaking I, awful. Oh, man. I'll bet the I got, spoon. I got, I got the off-screen one. I got the off-screen I don't know, one. but once you've got a spoon, don't you guys have a favorite spoon in your house? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I used to. I don't think I do now. I think I just am whatever's in there is fine. I used to. Well, actually, I don't. It's the one I fish through the drawer for specifically. Mm. I used to. My dad <laughs> used to <laughs> nodding her head. <laughs> my my dad took, used to have a bowl, and he would eat his uh, shredded wheat in there every day. And if you oh, touch right. that thing, you were just about murdered by touching my father's shredded wheat bowl. Get off! Yeah, shredded wheat. Boop. <laughs> All right, right, I'll tell you. So no, wait, wait. Okay. I want to guess the off-screen one. All right, it's not really off-screen. It's just it's just implied. Oh. Then never mind. Oh, okay. Because he says your toilet is a boot. <laughs> no, that's not it. That's not it? <laughs> no. Oh, come on. Because no. he, didn't, he, didn't oh. he, miss- he was missing a shoe, and I was like, oh, you just put that shoe on instead of using it for a toilet. And yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, size nine. That's not going to work. Do you see those feet? They're no, hobbit feet. They're oh. hobbit feet. No, <laughs> it's not that. Swollen. It's definitely not that. No, mm-hmm. no okay, guesses? All right. What is it? Uh, the one time he got a stick jammed in his foot, that oh, was yeah. just yeah. really painful looking. But the winner for me was how I could not stop thinking about how David Morris must have smelled when they're yeah, p- yeah, taking him out of there. 144 days. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's like holding him and she's all up on him, holding his arm. And, and like, I'm like, guys, don't, I, I, pre- I, don't pretend is not death coming off that dude. Don't, don't you? I mean, just like, just like terminal velocity. Isn't there a point of terminal funk that it just becomes, it can't get any funkier. I mean, by yes. like day, day, day seven, it can't be anywhere. I mean, you've pretty much, went through all of any type of chemicals to hide that stuff, and you're just you, right? James Brown had terminal funk. Terminal <laughs> funk, baby. Terminal <laughs> funk. Dun, 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 My, I, you're probably think, right. You're probably right, right. but I don't know. I'm, I'm not an olfactory uh, uh, expert, so I don't know how this works, but I'm guessing that you maybe, maybe what it is is eventually you get used to it, but I'm not sure it can't get worse. You just but may I, not I notice. I don't think funk can get exponentially worse. I mean, I mean, you're covered in what you're covered in. I mean, you... It's usually sweat and environment. So, I mean, after that, what but more can ma- you get? But it's, okay, you're not going to get worse, but where you stop is not going to be that good. Like, where you stop <laughs> not getting worse, it's not like you're going to go the other, other direction or it's like, 
Well, all right. He smell he smells as bad as he's gonna smell. That's cool. No, <laughs> you smell as bad as you smell is still gonna be really, right. really bad. If you don't get worse, fine. Right. But you're, you know, we should find out. Everybody, but everybody in that environment gets 10. used to it, right? Yeah, we all yeah. get used to it exactly. And so, mm. it, relatively speaking, it gets it, it reaches okay. a point where it can't get any. There worse. must be an dear, upper. There must be diary. some upper limit, upper cap, and some scientist in our listening audience will tell us. Got to. Finally your diary, reached terminal day, funk. Yeah, yeah. Day, your diary, day twenty-one. I think I'm as funky as I'm gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> Did you write? You write it in your Bible next to your little map lines. That's are you writing your diary now? No, the, the, the title kind of Pharrell Williams autobiography. Right. That's the, the one. thing that probably grossed me out was my misunderstanding. Um, it's probably my fault what? because I was thinking when when they were trying to uh, get get my man to take his photo with the with today's paper. You know, his funky feet were out there and everything. And they had a spoon. They hit him in the feet with the spoon. I couldn't help but to think that was his spoon. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Maybe that's his. Yeah, that really so. does get a lot grosser. Well done, yeah. sir. Yeah, good job. Achieve. Where is his spoon? No, there is no spoon, oh. is what they would say. There is yeah. no spoon. Oh, don't hit me with my spoon. Oh, my shirt. <laughs> I think it's I think it's very funny that I did a I did a where is David Crusoe now Google search. And the first no, image no. to come up is... I think the guitarist for REM. I don't think that's oh. him, or maybe it what, is uh, him. Buck, Peter Buck. Yeah, it looks like you know the one with the longer hair, kind of red-haired, yellow-haired guy. Yeah. Oh no, maybe that is David Caruso. Never mind. David. <laughs> Never mind. I think maybe he just grew his hair out. All right. He did. Yeah, he grew. He grew long hair about shoulder length. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's still a ginger too, so it's kind of here. Nice. I, oh just, yeah. Uh, Mike Mills is who you think. Is. Yeah, you see what Just I'm saying? Like Mike Mills. Isn't that really weird? Oh, I don't like him with long hair. That's I don't that's, like uh... it. Yeah, I don't like it either. He need, you know what he looks needs? Like, looks like looks like he needs to be on the island of misfit toys. It's he, not. He needs to take yeah, those glasses off and go. That's what he needs to do. Are right those there. tortoise shell? What are those? Glasses this is the guy. You look at this guy, and immediately I think he's the guy who's taking forever in front of me at Starbucks because he wants to know if the soy is organic. <laughs> But how close is he standing next to the barista? Is he like right up on the barista? He's close enough to where she can pick up on his terminal funk because he only uses holistic uh, deodorants. And uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, he's uh, the way we all smelled before big government tried to get us to use deodorant. You know what? You know what? About 20 years ago, I had a roommate who went through that whole thing where he got nervous about something he heard about deodorants. And he switched over to some kind of all-natural crystal. Yeah. yeah. And I will never forget him telling anybody who would listen. Like, right. he had discovered vegetarianism. Mm. He, was, he was using this crystal. I'm, I'm and every, everybody <laughs> knew. There was never a surprise to, on, on someone's face. I'm like, they knew he stank. The crystal was not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. basically was, you rub a crystal under your armpits <laughs> and it's supposed to... It, nothing it does yeah. nothing that's, yeah it's horse poo whoever said that worked and that's not cool that's lame because we all the, suffer when someone believes that that's bad exactly. <laughs> i don't need that so is, is the problem uh our olfactory nerves i mean because you know shouldn't it be natural i mean what's so funky about funk i mean well no we right? listen as human beings we have we have definitely here, here's why it's offensive to people okay this is an easy answer when easy, somebody easy. stinks or there's a pile of poo in the room you're right. you're you find that offensive as a person not because ooh gross you find you the reason you think ooh gross in the first place or your brain translate that as bad smell is because you have evolved to be a creature that avoids bacteria ridden things 
So somebody is standing next oh. to you who really stinks. That means they are bacterially dirty, which means A, you could get disease and B, uh, you don't they, want disease. Say so you, bacterial literal again. Yeah, bacterial, <laughs> bacterial. So, so I, I get that. I totally get that. But we also have gone through a cultural shift as a species over the last like 100, 150 years. Right. Because all the things that we depend on to keep the stink down have been invented in the last hundred years. And you just know that people were totally fine with body odor. Yeah, but they were also ago. fine with having nine kids because four of them would die. Like, Are we the, are, is America, is America, I want to answer this too. Is America the most hung up country on offensive smells smell. are, are we so hung up because i've met no. people from other countries yeah. and i'm not saying they're necessarily like i'm like oh my god you stink so bad but i'm saying it's not necessarily the top priority uh i i I'm think not saying, i'm not saying every I, country i think americans are i think americans are delusional in believing that other people in other countries don't mind it if everyone stinks i think that that's right. not true i'm just saying are we more hung up than other countries yes i would say i would say we are i mean we, you go to we, other countries and you walk in a crowd and you notice much more. Well, I don't know about much more bo. I mean, I guess if you if you do if you go to certain places um, where that's not a priority in America, then it's <laughs> you're going to smell it there too. Yeah, a week in but, Vegas uh, is enough for me to realize that it's there's pl- right. plenty of this to go around. I think it just depends on where yeah, you're at. Right. It's, some, not, it's, not a, it's not a it's not a negative thing. I'm not applying a negative stereotype among other countries. I'm, no, I'm actually anything, asking the question. Saying, you're, that, you're, yeah. you're going the opposite. Like, is it a positive thing? Like, hung up on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think we're hung up on it. I think it's a natural human human, human inclination. I think modern well, society, look, guys, like Brandy says, modern society has figured look. out ways to help curb, cover, and otherwise eliminate a lot of these things. And so culturally, when you don't live up to that, free, you're dirty. And I'm I'm ordering some crystals off Amazon. So look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. good. Do they sell those there? They probably do. I don't know. Let's see. I'm going to look. <laughs> so that's... I. I, I actually think that there's a movie point here, and that is that the movie is going to have a different effect on you if you're watching it in the modern United States or the you know the modern Western world than maybe somewhere else. Like maybe this movie goes out of its way it, to impact you with the dirtiness of certain things, mm-hmm, and right. you might not be as impacted if you're elsewhere. It's interesting, let Scott. The reason why this is important to me. Because I have, I, I suffer from psoriasis, which is not only a skin disorder, it's an autoimmune disease. And one of the things that can uh, exasperate, or exasperate, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Exasperate. Maybe so. Exacerbate. Uh, Exacerbate. It, it make it worse. How's that? That's it. Gonna make it worse. Yeah. So yeah. one of the things that can make it worse is constantly washing your every day, like, and, and that can actually, mm. you know, take away oils from our skin that, that causes a problem. And uh, I'm a clean freak, man. I used to take two showers a day all the time. I'm down just to one a day, but I'm just saying, how much, to, how much, you know, no, there's definitely too much. Myself? There's definitely too much. Right. I mean, there's studies once that show a, once that. Once a day, right? People, a day, people right? that spend too much time putting a uh, freaking hand sanitizer on, they're doing themselves a disservice. Like, you need some right. germs, man. That's totally true. But what you don't need to do is not <laughs> wear deodorant if you don't shower the next day. Just wear it. Just put it on. By the way, I'm looking at cr- a crystal body deodorant rock, five ounces. I can get it on Amazon for seven dollars fifty two cents. Um, so this week we watched Proof of Funk. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Proof of <laughs> Funk of Life. Yeah. Right. Somebody said this. Everyone's saying it's works. It's great product and natural too. I love this rock. 
All my friends love it. They're never around. This sounds like horse. <laughs> sounds like horse poo to me. We need to find. We need a listener to write in and give us an argument why that's the best thing they've ever tried. I'm very. I'm this very. Curious. This is the experiment this week. Crystals yeah. instead of deodorant. We'll see what people I think say. The only way I'd believe it is if I tried it myself and I realized that I didn't have any funk after a day. Of- right. All right. I have two alternative Crystal titles speaks. already. All right. What do you got? <laughs> Actually, right. Keep those. Keep those because I want to hear them. All right. Okay. When I'll we get to the end of the thing, but we need trivia, don't we? We're gonna do we trivia. do. Yeah. Before we are, are we ready for clips? Yeah. Let's do trivia before clips. Okay. Cool. All right. So, um, we're we're gonna do a trivia now. We're gonna do a trivia as soon as we're done with film sex. So two, because I didn't do one last hour. So this will be two this hour. And uh, uh, I have not counted to see how many people have tweeted. I'm gonna do that right now. We have in the last hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have. Uh, <laughs> What's wow. that? That's David Caruso again. CSI. Yeah. Uh, let's say 12. A number between 1 and 12. Tina, give me a number between 1 and 12. I love that you've Eight. stopped asking Siri. It's the best. <laughs> uh, well, because you, you Siri shamed me is what you did. Yeah. Um, and the thing about uh, um, about doing uh, having Tina do it is that she's never going to pick 1 or 12. Well, she's I always going to pick point. something right yeah. in the middle, whereas, you know, a true random number. And here's the funniest thing. In my hands, I'm actually holding a large, uh, a large squishy twenty-sided die that I could easily just roll on the table here. But oh, yeah, whatever. Well, that's cool. Uh, we are playing for Robin Jensen in mm. the uh, uh, in the. Oh, cool! Very she's cool. a what? A pie maker? She's a card. She's a card maker. Oh, um, a card maker! I was more during, excited uh, when you Tina's said a pie, pie maker. maker. You know, well, yeah. sorry. Um, all during Tina's uh, treatment, radiation, chemotherapy, all that stuff, they, we would get regular cards, handmade cards that they'd use like a, a CNC machine or oh, a, a laser cutter. Yeah, we got some of these too. They are yeah, so yeah. rad. Hope, they really are amazing. Yeah, yeah, Jim and Robin Jensen. So good. Oh, wait, Jim Jensen. Wait a minute. Is Yeah, this is Jim. Jim this is Ida Bloke. Jim's wife. Yes. This is the one we did earlier on TMS. I think he, well, I think he got his name again. It wouldn't be. Well, I got, I got Robin Jensen this time, so oh. it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be fair for me not to do it since we did randomly choose the name. So um, yeah. whatever, they're getting two prize, uh, two prize boxes. Let's do it. Maybe we'll even put them in the same ginormous box. Well, you assume that we're going to get any of your questions right. So. Better oh, shipping rates. All of you could screw this up. Yeah. Yes, being... we can. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, keep in mind, you guys can all, uh, you know, confer. Don't just throw out an answer, but confer. Okay. Uh, your category is Disney. Disney. Okay. Out of the following list, which of these companies companies is not owned by Disney? Ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Industrial Light and Magic, Hollywood Records, Disney Mobile, or Gonzo? Well, that's a did lot. He, Hold on. Did he sell ILM right. with, with Star Wars? I don't think so. All, Am I'll I wrong? read the list again. ILM, yeah. Industrial Light and Magic, Hollywood Records, Disney Mobile, or Gonzo? Okay. Disney Mobile is not owned by them. Interesting. Really? Yeah. It's a weird... So that's the answer. Then, well, right? no, there's more than one though. How many of them is just which no, of the following? One, one, one of the following is not owned by Disney. I don't right. see. Here's the don't, before we give our answer. I don't know about Gonzo, so that that could be. The yeah, thing. Gonzo is one of those I don't know either. But I, I don't did did they get ILM when Lucas was doing all that? Well, they own he... Lucas Film, so I would assume so. All right, but that's just the that's just the, that's just the stories, right? Not the. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know if it's an independent organization or not. I, I think it came with the deal, but I could be. I could you're probably. Be you're probably right. It sounds. It sounds probable. Yeah. But okay, you say but Disney Mobile. I'm which saying, like, it sounds like a trick question. It does. Okay, that's, just, that's why I'm doing I, that. 
I just want to be clear. Gonzo is the Japanese company that made like Blade and Soul. Hmm. Oh, is it? I that sounds correct. correct. That sounds right. Or sold okay. and, sold right. and Blade. It's got to be Gonzo. There's no way they're owned by Disney. Oh boy. So mm-hmm. do I have a final so... answer? I've heard like eight. All right. <laughs> right. There's um, only four choices, but we got eight answers. If, the, if, 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 I mean, Randy, if you're feeling, st- I don't know if it's We're the same talking Gonzo. about an animation studio from Japan. But is it I the same? Why would he, but, but I think that's possible. You know, Disney has Japanese properties, but you know, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> defer to Randy on this one. Let's say it's Gonzo. You are correct. It is Gonzo. Oh, well thank the Lord. Good job, well Randy. Done. Good yes, job. That was, uh, you almost steered yourself away from that one. So I'm glad you mentioned it at the beginning and then you kind of steered towards some of the trick What's, questions. Well, yeah. it's like ILM of sounds like they might have. <laughs> well, sure, sure, sure. But I mean, it sounds like the trick answer. Right. right it totally right. does. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why uh, Lincoln McScott's threw that in there. All right. Uh, all right. So prize number one is, and, and Robin, you're going to have to tell me because I'm not taking it out of the package. It is a uh, an 11 waffle air freshener. It's a Stranger Things, uh, <laughs> which you could use as deodorant if you. Oh, eleven! <laughs> you could. It's car deodorant, basically, is what it is. Um, you'll have to let us know if it actually does smell like maple syrup and waffles. Great. Uh, question number two: In two thousand two, Disney, uh, a Disney film that featured aliens, medical experimentation, and the voice of Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. Right. Name right. It. What? Oh, name the movie. Say it again. Say wait, it again. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I, I know this. One. What year? Yeah, go ahead. Say, it's a that, 2002 that. Disney film featured aliens, medical experimentation, and the voice oh, of Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. I just saw it. That's this isn't fair. I'm sorry, guys. No, I it is fair. It's fine. What is it? What you, is when it? You have a, when you have a seven-year-old around, <laughs> <laughs> you have to. It's it's got to be Lilo and Stitch. I've not really. Is it it's, okay? It's totally okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the oh, only I, Disney. I should have asked you about final answer, but I'm not going to. The so, only but... Disney movie I've never seen, the animated film, is, is oh, Lilo really? and Stitch. Yeah. Just never got around Stitch to it. Stitch is my favorite, uh, my favorite Disney character. Like, and, right and Kevin McDonald's voice is very, very easy to spot. I've got a little Stitch Sumsum right here. I've got a little Stitch bobblehead right there. I've got... Uh, and he's the one that does all the... Or whatever voice, like the little Zach, ro- alien. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, you nailed it. Stitch. Stitch is Yoda <laughs> here on my desk. A teeny tiny... Yep. Nailed it. You might remember last year I had a huge problem with Disney something. Oh, at Nerdtacular, I yeah. had a huge problem with the Disney question. Yeah. So I feel like I'm making up for this right so now. So did Garrett. Yeah. Garrett completely screwed us over yeah. on his, too. Yeah. <laughs> right. Star Wars. Um, and uh, you're going to get a couple of prints, The Day the Earth Stood Still and War of the Worlds. These things are awesome. They're the old old uh, cool. movie like posters. Ones? Sweet. No, they're, they're cardboard. But, uh, oh, still. Once you put them in a frame, doesn't matter what they are. Yeah. Uh, next question, number three. Name all seven dwarves. Okay. Oh God. Blinky. We're always Can, gonna. Am I allowed gonna, to scribble let's... down some notes? Yes. <laughs> I think that would be fair. Inky, okay, Blinky, right. Clyde. Just... Wait, those are Stop ghosts. What? Those no. are Pac-Man ghosts. Pac-Man I mean, ghosts. they're mostly they're mostly Violet. body. They're mostly <laughs> body functions, right? They're mostly body. Hold on. Functions okay. like sleepy. Go ahead. Please, right. I want you to. I want you to play off of Dunaway's. Uh, I have, yeah. Please, I have seven ticks here. Okay, so sleepy. We know sleepy. Yes. yes. We know happy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. My favorite body function is happy. Uh, do we know dopey and sneezy. <laughs> You're both dopey dwarves. and sneezy. Sneezy. Right. Right. Correct. Okay. Grumpy. Three, three Grump, more to go. Grumpy. 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 And there's Doc. Come Doc. on. Doc. Doc. And we the seventh, right? Yeah. We yeah. need grumpy, the seventh. Happy, sleepy, dopey. Uh, bashful. We have bashful. Oh, bashful. Correct. Yeah. 
Excellent. That is all seven. Uh, we're going in a Blu-ray copy of the film Quarries, subtitled They Just Keep Coming. <laughs> wow. Okay. Isn't there an eighth dwarf named Shithead or something? What's the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Yes. Uh, as a group of women embark on a hiking expedition, they become brazenly stalked by a pack of predators, leading to a physical and emotional cat and mouse chase with, a uh, with an outcome neither expected. Quarries is the all-new award-winning independent film from the producer of Final Destination. Wow. There you go. Yeah, it's the only thing the guy who made Final Destination has any <laughs> notoriety for. All right. Those movies freaked me out. I miss those movies. Yeah, yeah, they could bring those back. All right, uh, number four. Uh, what is one of Olaf the Snowma Snowman's favorite things? I don't know why you're guessing one of them, but because I only have one answer. This is, this um, is going to be Olaf's Olaf, favorite what things. Is, what is Olaf... The snowman's favorite thing. We're going to say it's his favorite thing. Thing. Okay. I mean, it's oh, not wow. sunlight, is it? Is so, it? Okay, so we just saw Olaf yesterday in, uh, in trying Macy's to Parade. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, oh, well, then there's the answer. What do you have? So, so we, we, <laughs> what talked was about, <laughs> we talked about Olaf a lot. A lot and, uh -huh. like... I don't know. The funny thing about him is that he likes warmth, but he doesn't know yeah. what warmth is. Yeah, and it melts him, and he yeah. doesn't realize what's happening. Yeah. Like, what's that song? Uh, Was he holding anything? It doesn't really have a point. Uh, Did he have anything in his hand, like his carrot or anything? Or It's called In Summer is the song. That's what it's called. In Summer. Yeah, he dances around. He's melting. So, yeah. So, let's say he likes uh, summer. or uh, He likes... Summer. Uh, Summertime. Uh, let's see. He fi uh, finally see a summer breeze blow away a winter storm. Gosh, what? Uh, he does he he names so many things that he likes though. Like <laughs> just one okay. thing. We just need one. We just Pick need one. one. Pick apparently um, the one that uh, Linky McScotts uh, hoped that you would choose. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I he likes hugs and warmth. Oh, I, <laughs> I think you're right. Doesn't he like hugs? Everybody likes hugs. That's a safe that, one, right? Is that uh, final answer? Yeah, I'll say hugs. Yes. That is exactly correct. He nice likes oh, look at that. Well done. We are adding the Star Wars FAQ, everything left to know about the trilogy that changed the movies. This is actually a very surprisingly thick book with a ton, like a ton of information, not a lot of I photos. I like it is surprisingly thick. It is surprisingly <laughs> thick. Holy you crap. Think that, like, you know, a frequently asked questions, no way are all these questions frequently asked. Right. Yeah. But, um, uh, or is it, whole... is, it, is it big print in pictures? <laughs> that's uh, no, how, it's that's tiny, how I like everything. Very tiny print. Look at that. Like super tiny print. And two, uh, I'm sorry, 391 pages of that tiny print. Wow. Wait, you said yeah. look at that. Oh, you don't that's have like, camera. That's right? like... Oh, I'm sorry. I held that up and then I stopped. That's no, like I'm... reading No, it. I just mean we don't have your camera, so we can't Oh, see. well, the stream does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I uh, have the stream on, and I just realized the answer to these questions have been flowing in the chat. Mm. Oh, really? <laughs> well, that's what they do in there, yeah. Yeah, those... Those, uh, those rascally those rabbits. Chatters. Uh, all right, your final question. And, uh, again, uh, you, you guys, uh, Disney fans, you should know this. According to the Mad Hatter and the Tea Party guests, how many unbirthdays do you have every year? 364. Right, it's got to be 364, right? That's a simple answer. It's got to be 364, That's exactly right? what it is, 364. Although, you know, somebody could argue that in leap year, you actually have 365 was... on birthdays, but 364 is the answer we're looking for. And one-fourth. 
<laughs> this is awesome. Uh, again, an awesome prize package. This is a Mega Constructs Star Trek The Next Generation Kubros featuring Jean-Luc Picard. This is like, um, you can tell by the size of this box, this is no little mini-mates thing. This is a decent-sized <laughs> Lego-style Everything uh, Ibit has today is large. <laughs> you said it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so all of that is going to Robin Jensen. Congratulations. Well done. Nice. All right, let's get to movie clips. Let's all right, clip. I got those. Movie clip. Here are some. How about this one? It's the Southern Charm one from Margot Martindale. Don't drink any whiskey she brings you, because I've seen Justified. All right, here it is. Check it out. Hey y'all. Sorry we're late. Where is everybody? Nobody called you. Are you shitting me? Fellner and Buddy and their whole gang had to go to Houston this morning. Some kind of powwow. Peggy said if he was going, she was going. And I guess all the girls jumped on that. There you go. We didn't get enough of her, but I like her. It was in the glass the whole time. It was in the glass railing. Uh, here's, a, here's one that just struck a little too real for me. So you'll see why. I captured it. Here you go. About eight years of shit postings. Eight years of working for assholes. Eight years of working for somebody else's bad ideas. Oh, eight well, years. That sounds like Reddit. Yeah. Hold on. Play it again. <laughs> He's describing Reddit. Yeah. Eight years of the shit posting. The history of Reddit. He's describing About eight CSI years Miami, of shit posting. I, to me, it sounds like a certain presidency. About oh, eight years of shit posting. Mm, eight years of shit posting. All right. Here's a fake bad accent. So this is that one I was telling you about. Whoops, there it is. Don't lose track of where you stand in a food chain round here. Round, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's totally yes. Southern lawyer. That's really I'm Anthony Hill, Southern lawyer. I may just be a country chicken. He's like that guy in Futurama. <laughs> I love that guy, though. Yeah. Uh, here is uh, Margot Martindale, the last thing you hear from her. Okay, this is the final, final line from the best actress in the movie. It's about Peter. It's about Peter, and that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you can say things like so quickly, by the way, she knew awfully quickly about what had happened to Peter. Yeah. She knew right away. What, how did, what was her info? Where did she have a contact? Uh, I'd, I'd wonder about her. Mm. All right. If she ever, like, uh, if you read the Peter, Peter pumpkin eater thing and you say, what was that about? She'd say, it's about Peter. Okay. And if you said, <laughs> tell uh, me about family guy. What's it's all about, about Peter. Yeah. What's what do I get? If I watch family guy, it's about Peter. Okay. Great. Oh, oh. What if I have too much salt? It's about Peter. Oh, not salt, Peter. Got what's it. this? What's this uh, all-male porno thing about? It's about Peter. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, you made it dirty. You yeah. just had to make it That's dirty. That's all right. We had to get there somehow. All right. Conversation rate. What? I don't know what this is here. 1.5 billion pesos. Jesus. It, it's only, only $50,000. Okay. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? Yeah, why didn't you just start with the dollars then? Because all you did was shock everybody by saying billion or billion or whatever he said. Uh, uh, the sister is terrible. Here she is. Peter is alive now. Peter is my little brother. I'm trying to be smart about this. I've never done this before. She's bad in this, Ibit. She's bad in it. <laughs> oh, she is. That, that line. I, I've never done this before. Give I've never cigarette. done this before. Yeah, she's bad. She's all bad. Right. Here's Fumblefingers Janice. It's mostly sound effects, but here she is. Foley artist, Foley artist clearly was dropping uh, rubber banded pieces of paper for like ten minutes after yep. rubber banded pieces of money would have fallen down. down the only bag. thing that would have made it better is if it was in black and white, and it was that part of the infomercial. <laughs> 
the most. How <laughs> many times has this happened to you? Totally, dude. All right, here's um. Oh, this is interesting. This is uh. This is uh, somebody talking to Brian Ibbett on prom night. Uh, probably the dad at the at the door. Okay, so is you yeah. is you coming over again to, to see this girl oh, you took out? Sure. This is what the dad said. You want to talk to these ladies? You come back later. There you go. <laughs> wow, man, her dad was a jerk. He really was. Then he said, oh. "There you go. There you go." Oh well, okay. There you go. I kind of like that guy. <laughs> I kind of liked him too. Now you got it. Now uh, put your other foot in front of this foot. <laughs> There you go. 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 Uh, how about this one? Shirt and spoon. It was kind of hard to make this out, but it's good. I want my shirt. I want my spoon. <laughs> the end was cutting him off. He doesn't sound like he's standing outside next to a river in the mountains. No. He sounds like he's standing inside by a microphone in a studio. Inside a coffee can. Yeah. Right? And you can almost hear the air conditioning running. Oh, that was the other thing with Caruso. He was always being overdubbed he never it seemed like most of his oh, yeah. dialogue was not in the room yeah. it's crazy uh here's a yelling lady it's something in spanish maybe randy can help us because he grew up in the area with a lot of spanish-speaking individuals and does now today so so randy help us with this what he, what'd she say i have no idea that's so that's it sounds like such gibberish is that the woman who yells? i don't know you're just saying. trying to use me Maybe. Yeah. I mean, the last part sounds like pendejo, which is a pretty nasty yeah, yeah. thing to call somebody. Which would have, but... have been right on. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, so. yeah. David Morris with his stinky feet. Hold on. Let's try. I want to hear it one time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, no, it's not. Or, it's not. Yeah. It's no. Not. It's something close to that, though. It's like a. Something. Yeah. Something. I put too much cornstarch in my chocolate souffle. Ooh. Never do that. Here's something about the wife. I don't know what it is. I said I want to speak with the wife, asshole. <laughs> I love it when the word with comes out like the word wis. <laughs> with your wife. With your I wife. love wis. I, I kind of want to say it like that. Yeah. Now, uh, why, why, why wasn't that me calling uh, for my prom date? Oh, this is good. Oh, yeah. I said, I want to speak with the wife, asshole. Oh, that would have been good. I should have thought of that. Here's a here's a foot a foot getting whacked while it's all bloody. It's again just a sound effect, but it's so, so gross. Oh, can you imagine, dude? You're torn up, yeah. nasty feet, getting whacked like I, that. I felt I felt that mm-hmm. smack. Don't like yeah. that at all. Here's the scariest line in the film. The scariest line in the entire movie. Here you go. But you're our only chance, Janice. Oh, don't make Janice your only chance. <laughs> you're my only hope Ugh. but ultimately <laughs> ultimately she's just a money dispenser like she goes back wherever and that's it yeah. like she's she's now providing money and she has nothing else to do in the movie yeah she uh-huh. was she was weird all right wasn't she supposed to be going back to talk to somebody or something something i don't know i went and watched her husband part. i think right yeah because mm. you know because you had to get 600k out of him or something you're not going to be any help here janice why don't you just go home with your husband yeah go home janice kind of Oh, uh, that time Russell Crowe saw me naked is this one? That's a ridiculous figure. It is a ridiculous figure. <laughs> wow, well done. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. Well I agree. By the way, so save all your emails about people thinking I'm shaming people for getting plastic surgery. I've seen myself in the mirror. I know I could use a few listen talks. Okay, I know. Uh, here's a fake shooting thing. <laughs> I knew Dunaway would laugh at that. Oh, right. That. That's that's uh, Kessler uh, playing crazy. Hulk gun. Yeah, yes. pretending like he's playing guns. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst, <laughs> it's worst the gun sound. 
I love it. Yeah. Doing fully work for the next Uncharted game. So, so a, a POW camp, you always have the one guy who pretends to be crazy, but he's not. Yeah. Don't all the captors know that he's not actually crazy? Well, they're dumb, though. Yeah. They're all actually dumb is the problem. All right. Uh, fake shooting thing. No, I already did that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to do that yet. Or again. Uh, sorry, this is the, I don't know. I, I wrote, yeah, I'll bet. I don't know what that is. How's my wife? Is she okay? She misses you. Yeah, oh, I know why. Because you guys are just making out. Don't act like you don't know. She tastes good. Yeah, she tastes great. <laughs> She Meg, um, Meg Ryan's you, Australian for beer. You, you would struggle to say something in that instant, I think. Oh, well, you would, but that's not I, this movie. That's not what this movie is. Is the problem? I I agree yeah. with you. Like that's a that's a whole other movie where you're dealing with interrelationship issues, not one where you just got rescued right. from a bunch of gorillas in the in the mist. Right. Oh my god! This isn't <laughs> someone to watch over me. Where where the the fact that you're protecting her, but you're also falling in love with her is key. It's like. You go four fifths of the movie, and then oh, you know what? I kind of like her. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna kiss her. Oh, just got her husband back in the space of yeah. you know. Maybe if that was earlier and there was some kind of right penance exactly. made, I don't know. It was just weird. All right, final clip. Pissed blood. All right, thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's the end of that. Let's uh, let's dive into this now because it's time. The film sack checklist goes like this. Pick the wrong day to have your rabbit top down. Check. Another ah. another rabbit. Mm-hmm. She yeah. hates convertibles. Yeah. But you know what? A convertible in a part of town you know is the barrio and you're going to die. Don't don't have your top down. Well, anyway. I don't think they would have said, "Well, he's got his he's got the top of his car closed. Let's move on to the next guy." Yeah. Right. Good point. <laughs> It, the, those things are impenetrable. Yeah, <laughs> we'll never get him out of there. <laughs> uh, movie says proof. Does anyone of, have a sharp fingernail? <laughs> movie says proof of life a whole bunch of times out loud. Check that happened. Yeah, and then, right away, really early on. Yeah, uh, kissing the grieving wife right before the husband gets back. Check. Uh, let's see. Let's do oh Star Trek stuff. Dennis Scott, who was a stunt double for Carlos or uh, played for Carlos. Star Trek Insurrection was a stunt man and a stunt man, as well as construction and safety in Star Trek Generations. 2009 a Star Trek stuntman also. And then there's David Oliver. He was a stand-in for Mr. Crow, played the holographic young man in the episode Cost of Living in TNG. Uh, He's sad. not the one that died. No, no, it? no. The one that died was David Morris's um, uh, double. stand-in double. Yeah. Stand-in. stand-in. Stunt double or something. Was he just a stand-in? He was a, I think it was a stand-in. Wasn't, wasn't he like seeing to a family member who was sick or something, how the story goes? I thought he there. got hit by a Jeep or something is what I saw. Like well, on, yeah. While filming. Right? Oh, you mean David Probably. Morris was out visiting right. somebody? David Morris was, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant this guy died while he was out checking his friend. No, yeah. I, I got, oh. I got what you're saying now. That's how that works. Those, that's always a bummer. I always hate movies where someone died on set. That sucks. Yeah, it's not really worth it, in my opinion. Uh, soundtrack grade, <laughs> I, I'd give it. A, I should, uh, I really shouldn't have died in that movie. I, <laughs> I give it. I give it an F for fine. I didn't really feel like Danny Elfman did it. It was fine, but it didn't feel like Danny Elfman to me. Oh, I thought I thought he was channeling uh, Commando's music that that opening scene a little bit that flute, that flute music. Mm-hmm. What, are, what is that exactly? That jungle flute music fife, they play, uh, a little fife yeah. thing they do. Mm-hmm. I could never be a, a person who plays a flute because you'd be known as a flautist, and I hate that term. <laughs> it's better than being known as a pianist. Yeah, that's right. true. That's true. Close. A flautist and a pianist walk into a bar. 
I'll take a pina colada and a flauta. <laughs> nice. You had actual drinks in mind. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, a flauta is not a drink. Oh, what's a flauta? Is that a? F- it's a little meat flute. It's a little, little, it's a oh little food. It's a food. It's a deep right. fried roll. A little meat fr- a flute. Meat and a corn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, meat flute. Yeah, that was my wrestling name in high school. Is meat flute. <laughs> meat flute. Oh, jeez. Well done, everybody. Uh, Twitter post. This is where in up to 180 characters or less, you guys get to sum this damn movie up. Let's start with Randy. Proof of life. David Morse gets captured and tortured. Only you won't care. Russell Crowe falls in love. Only you won't care. Meg Ryan is distraught. Only blah blah blah. Oh wow. See, for a guy who liked this movie, I, you, this is your thing at the end. Doesn't sound like you liked it very much. <laughs> uh brian dunaway proof of life like day 44 i want my shirt i want my spoon also you do not want to go into the jungle with the blue man group thank you very much no (laughs) no you don't that's a that's a universal those guys were so blue they were i think they were supposed to be muddy but they liked the blue man group to me they looked like they should have been uh you know in in the in the museum like in the hall of concrete (laughs) Right. Like, that's where they could have blended in. It's like, wow, look at all these trees and those weird concrete looking people. Yeah. yeah. I'm still... I feel like they really had their crap together when I, when, he, when he first got kidnapped. I'm like, oh, these guys are pros. These yeah. guys are great. Yeah. Yeah. See, now actually, it's one of my problems with the movie. They, I meant to say this earlier, but they, they give, they want us to be empathetic to them a little bit so that mm-hmm. we can see that they're young and inexperienced and they're sort of forced into this life and they didn't really have a choice and they're uneducated and, and, and they really don't mean that much harm. They just need to get, you know, they got to get paid and live and survive. And this is all they know kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. later they just come in with guns blazing and kill all of them, put a knife right in the neck of one of them. Just brrr, like that. It's all seemed a little brutal to me, but this, yeah, they, this ch- is they chose sides in a war, mm-hmm. which is, I guess something that makes sense in the context of the film. Mm-hmm. But like I said, in my opening, like, it's pretty horrible. Like, they, if if this was an option, why didn't they just do it originally? Just yeah. go in and kill everybody. Yeah. Plus, I don't know how he has the right to do it because again, yeah. he's not really working for the company. He's not contracted currently. Like, is right. he just a killer then? Now, like, who I don't do know. you think you are? You have no rights here. There's no like war justification. Oh, protection. Sure. Right. He's just like, he's just Russell Crowe at this point. He's Russell right. Crowe with a gun, and uh, well, I was uh, I. Shot a few people, but I was doing it to get this guy back. Yeah, that's right. He went in there with a little bit of Meg Ryan DNA, though. Just a little <laughs> bit. Uh, also, what else? Oh, Brian Ibbett. Proof of life. The story of a woman who's just not sure she wants to be in a long-distance relationship. That's pretty good. That's a good affirmation of that. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, look at these right here. I have alternate titles. That's right, everybody. Alternate titles just handed with me to me a beautiful mine. You know, like one that would blow oh, up. Oh yeah, man. yeah, that's pretty good. And then gladinotiator. Yeah. <laughs> I had a couple. Negotiation. I was reaching, but good. Glad, yeah, you all done. Okay, I think was a better way to do that. I had a couple. Uh, oof, kissed wife. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you made me come up with a dirt. Well, during this episode, you made me come up with proof of. Ripe. Oh, pr- yeah. Ripe. It's very proof of ripe. <laughs> well, well done. Uh, so there you go. Uh, those are your alternate titles. We have emails as well. These come in to us at filmsack@gmail.com. First one from Chris with a K says, "Hi guys, just finished listening to the License to Drive episode. Coming from the other side of the pond, it can be quite funny listening to the show. But this one was making me chuckle. Over here, at least in Southern England, Corey is a slang name for your junk." 
So listening to you guys go on about, well, Corey this and well, Corey that. <laughs> and uh, the two Corys. <laughs> he says, uh, took, a, <laughs> took a very different direction for me, especially three quarters of the way through when you started talking about girls liking on types of Corys and liking on another type of Corey. Uh, he says it's a bit childish, but I know, uh, but just know it was making me smile. Keep up the good work, Chris. So there One Corey is always more prominent than the other. Yeah. <laughs> you never want two Corys to get in a sword fight. You know what I mean? Corey loves Chachi. Jeff uh, Litchie wrote in, says, Howdy, Sackers. I just listened to the License to Drive episode. Randy identified a trope of the free-range children movie trope. Wasn't that pretty much all of the 80s in cinema for kids? The Last Dragon, The Karate Kid, Goonies, Porkies. Eh, I don't mm-hmm. know about Porkies. They were college kids in Porkies. Yeah, college kids. They were supposed to be there. But yeah, I, I, school, I, I get what you're kids. going. Oh, were they I high school kids? Going, too, young, too young to drink, right? Uh, too young to drink? Yeah. Yeah. The youngest were because, uh, what, did you have to be 21 at that point? So, I mean, they could still be in college, but then, too young to drink. But also back then, nobody was 14, 15, 16 in these movies. They were all 28 playing 15. Well, right, of course. And that always threw me for that movie. So I always thought it was college, but I guess you're right. Anyway, it says, I often relate to my wife uh, that, or sorry, to my wife, what? I often relate what? to my wife that growing up in Wyoming, I had the freedom to do a lot. I could True. see many of these moments, minus the pithy lines in Heather Graham happening in my hometown. <laughs> True story. Nobody has Heather Graham in their own town. Uh, no. says, now can't say it would have been uh, done sober. We might have to put somebody in a trunk to sneak into a drive-in to watch this kind of movie. Thanks, guys. Keep up sacking, Jeff. Um, yeah, I mean, I've often thought about this, like, I feel like growing up, I could kind of come and go and do and be wherever I wanted. We were latchkey kids, and primarily because we were, at least our age group, uh, our moms were going to work and no place to leave the kids after school, so good luck, kids. And they seemed less worried about it, and we didn't have phones, so there was no excuse there. Like, we're pretty latchkey here in terms of we trust the kids to go and do and stuff, but we Mm -hmm. also have these rules like, all right, call me by nine so I know where you're at, or be home by midnight, or you know. Man, you could you can leave school and go home and get way more trouble on the internet than we ever could because there was no internet. We, if you wanted to find trouble, you had to go find it. Yeah, you had to go find mm-hmm. a snake, then put it in the girl's car, then shut the door. Like there was a lot more work involved. Now you just go search for big boobs and you're done. <laughs> big boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you need to do. Whatever your thing is. Anyway, thank you, Jeff, for your email, and Chris for your email, and thank you, everyone who emails us. You can send more emails to us at filmsack at gmail.com. It's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks. Yes. We're going to watch we another next, movie. Oh, what's next our week? next movie? I have no idea. We're going to watch The Void. After so many people have asked us to watch The Void, we're going to watch The Void, guys. It's the streaming Void. on Netflix. It's I've never even heard of The Void. Practically new. It's only been out for like a year and a half. Uh, it's it's a crazy movie about something really supernatural. And, I've skimmed uh, it. It looks pretty good. I've skimmed right. it. All okay. right. Okay. I'm in. Uh, it's from the producer, executive producer of The Witch, which scared the hell out of me. Yeah. So I'll watch The Void. This is not to be confused with the cool VR place that's like here in Pleasant Grove, Utah. That's yeah. all the rage. Or the or that thing in the toilet you just laid is. Nothing yeah. to do with none of that. No, none of that. <laughs> Not my my Thanksgiving void that I created or today. Or the, the thing that uh, made sure your pizzas were on time at Domino's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, avoid, uh, the, avoid void. the void. Avoid the void. Annoyed the void. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that looks like right up our alley. I'm stoked about that one. Um, come on back for that. That's the void. Next time, right here on Film Sack, go buy your crystal body deodorant and be ready with the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bring the funk. Bring yeah, the noise. Yeah, exactly. 
I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, let's see what else. Filmsack.com is our website. You can go there and do stuff and be there. Uh, you can leave us voicemails or v- uh, voicemails and emails at filmsack at gmail.com. And you can send us stuff on Twitter at filmsack. We are all over the place in terms of where you can find us, iTunes, Google Play, and more. So if you have not reviewed us in those places, please do. It helps in meaningful ways. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. That's me. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.